Welcome to the morning meeting. My name's Jimmy, founder of John Boy Media. Maddie's here. He's got a cool title. You guys already know it. And we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of stuff. Maddie was on vacation last week, so we didn't do an episode last week. So we got a lot of things to chat about on your list, Maddie, if I read it to the people. I went blind. Uh, my body is failing me. We filmed another franchise tournament in the warehouse. Blitzball Battle 3 is premiering right now. Uh, Ted Lasso had a great episode. A new hire. Top videos of the month and the quarter. That's a good one. We should do that because it's always like an easy rip. Uh, hit tracks videos upcoming. My office layout changed. Streaming on gaming and behind the scenes of Boone. Those are all the bullet points Maddie sent for conversations. We'll also take uh, questions from the live chat on Instagram and uh, get after it. How are how was your trip though? It was good. It was uh, good weather. I went to Aruba. Um, which is technically the Netherlands. Yep. So went there and uh, one employee, uh, Emily's family's from Boston and he was all up on Xander Bogarts. So that makes sense. Yeah, there's trivia. Where's Bogarts from? And Jake said Netherlands and Kyle said correct. And everyone in the comments says from Aruba. Well, technically, yeah, his passport probably says the Netherlands. And Curacao is also the Netherlands, right? I don't know. I think so. I think. I think. Okay. Anyway, what else do you, what, where do you want to start? I mean, I think the spot to start is why you're wearing those glasses. Um, yeah. So I, like you said, I was, yeah, it's a Dutch Caribbean island, Curacao. Like you said, I was on vacation. So I was only there ball and play the first day. And then you sam was texting me a little bit but your eyes got scratched yeah is this something that they got scratched and it wasn't like an event it's just like uh it was an event no it wasn't an event my eyes i got deep cuts on both of my eyes uh so they're starting to heal i have to wear glasses for a, a little bit more i missed the middle day of the warehouse yeah uh Missed two games that baggage played in. So that stunk. My eyes get super dry. Everyone in my family, like my mom has to do uh, eye drops, artificial tears a lot. My younger sister, she can't wear contacts. My eyes get super dry, especially during allergy season, which it is right now. And if you stay up late at night. And uh, we went, we took the cricket players to the Yankee game and then we yeah. went to Billy's and then, and then it was a two hour train ride home. Right. And my eyes were hurting me. They were so dry. And instead of being smart and putting uh, uh, eye drops in, which I didn't have on hand before taking my contacts out because my eyes were hurt. So I just took my contacts out and they were like stuck to my eye, uh, like peeling wallpaper off a wall and you leave some shit like there's some. So when I took them off, they scratched both eyes. This eye, this left eye was really bad. So as soon as I did that, I couldn't open my left eye. Because it hurt so bad. So I just went to sleep, hoping I would wake up and they would be like better. And I woke up and I could not open my left eye. And I could only, with my right eye, I could only see like if my hand was by my breast. Yeah. So I could put my phone there and text a little bit. Uh, but I could not open my My left eye only opened that entire Saturday when the doctor opened it or I opened it to look at it. Mm. There was a, a minute clinic one block from the hotel in Jersey City. Oh, I've been. You have to cross one street to yeah. get there. So I, w I was like, whatever, I'll just walk there. Yeah. I can figure it out. <laughs> Scariest walk yeah. ever. You're going like this? No, I was looking down at my feet and like touching the walls. Oh, and shit. crossing the street without being able to see. I just waited till someone was in front of me and like stared at, down at their feet to see if they were walking. It was oh, so scary. I went to the Minute Clinic, or yeah, and they told me it was probably this like disease slash infection that was scary and would last a while. I was like, whoa. And they were like, you should see a doctor, but no one's going to be open Saturday. And then I was like, well, can we find one? And Don't go to that place. They found one in Hoboken. So then I had to take an Uber to Hoboken blind again <sighs> and I had to like make sure it was the right Uber. I couldn't see where he was driving me at all. It was really yeah. weird. Uh, real weird. And then. And then the Hoboken doctor was like, no, it's not that disease. You just have cuts in your eyes. 
and then they prescribed me eye drops. The net the eye drops worked pretty well right away. So like the next day I went back and played with my glasses on. I was kind of in a state of fog. I just slept all day. It's tough to do stuff when you're blind. Yeah. Can't open no your kidding. eyes. That minute clinic I went when I had COVID in twenty twenty one. Yeah. And the same they told me something crazy like oh you have this chest problem i was like holy shit yeah it's not but it was weird because we had a late we had a late night and an early morning so i was tired but i i couldn't wake up because i couldn't open my eyes like if you just yeah. you, you kind of need daylight and visibility if you're a of, of sight person helps you wake up so yeah they they gave me this cream that numbed it this cream eye drops that numbed it and and when that happened, because it felt like I had a glass shard under my eyelid, when that happened, I could see perfectly. I could open my eyes, and there was no pain when they put this numbing. And I was like, "Oh, this is great! I'll I can go back to warehouse and play." It lasted for five minutes, oh. and both uh, doctors gave it to me. And in those five minute windows, I was a whole different person. Right. So that sucked. So I'm um, glasses and I, my glasses didn't, my old glasses didn't fit me. They were like too tight and too short. So I actually have uh, like a blister on the back of my ear from those glasses. Just rubbing the back of my ears was really painful to wear them. So I had to get new glasses. I'm getting new contacts, blah, blah, blah. With, I might, I might put contacts in at the warehouse tomorrow because we're filming videos. I'm not supposed to, but I might wear my glasses there, put contacts on for the three hours of the shoot, take them off. I don't know if that's crazy. You're not supposed to mess with your eyes. But the first time I saw the doctor, he said two weeks uh, glasses, and I'm at that point. The next time I went back, he was like, no, let's do two more weeks. So I feel like we're just being careful. So when we texted about this last night, I had heard, obviously, oh, you know, you have some eye scratch. In the the Instagram chat, Colin says, keep the show going for another hour so when he's out of his physical therapy, he can join back in. Uh. I don't know. You might catch the very end of it, Colin, but uh, enjoy your physical therapy. Hope everything's going well. What were you saying? I thought you were talking about Colin Stone at first. Um, I knew that you had eye scratches. We texted last night in somewhat more detail. Two minutes after we had kind of texted, I thought more about it. I was like, did you think that you were lost vision permanently? Was that ever a thought? No. I guess because you had the one eye. Because when they put the numbing cream in. I mean, that night before, though, falling asleep. I guess you didn't realize until you woke up that it was a lingering yeah. issue. I think my mom and Katie and my brother were really nervous. But when they put that numbing stuff in and I could see and I opened my eye, I was like, oh, what is this? I thought I had warehouse dust in my eye. That's what I thought until you said otherwise two minutes ago. Yeah. I assume that's what did it. I thought I had like some particles of dust that got in there. And they were going to like blast wash it like you're in a chemistry lab. Yeah, yeah. But no cuts on my eyes. I would guess they're 85% healed. Because he told me 80 last Wednesday, a week ago. But now I got to take these, I had to take antibiotic steroids. And now I'm taking, or antibiotic eye drops. Now I'm taking steroid eye drops. I also had to go to the dermatologist because I have a rash all over my body. And that's pretty gross. That was the next point I was heading to. On Twitter, you said stress rash. I don't know what's causing it, but my best guess, and I, they took two parts of my skin and sent it to the lab, and I'll find out in a week or so. My best guess, which my remember last year I was dealing with that arthritis that really, really hurt. So she thinks this rash is psori- uh, some form of psoriasis, the dermatologist. And my brother, um, he has psoriasis in the form of arthritis, And I just learned that psoriasis shows up in the form of arthritis or in the form of rashes. Mm. And I feel like maybe, I don't know if it's always one or the other. Maybe I had psoriasis that showed up as arthritis this time last year. And now I have psoriasis that's showing up as a rash. It's kind of getting better, but it's real gross. I showed Jake my my belly yesterday and he was like, ew. And I have these stitches because I took a chunk of my skin. They gave me this robe to wear that didn't fit at all. I was like, how do you wear this? They walked in and I was like, this, uh, is this a backwards robe or forwards <laughs> words? She was like, you're fine. We're going to take it off anyway. Like, yeah. So that sucked. I mean, you're saying yearly is that you think it's, you have more stress at this time of the year than others. If it's stress induced, 
Yes. Last year, no. Last year was more July. Or all the whole year last year. Yeah. Um, could be allergy induced. Like she was like, do you mm. have a sore throat recently? It could be immune system rash. Should, I don't know. We'll find out. I don't think it's anything bad. I think it's it's kind of going away. Well, that's good. If it's going away. Numbing stuff is kind of crazy. Like they numb this little patch of skin and then they punched out a giant hole of skin. And I felt the shot of numbing cream. And then I didn't feel anything. Yeah. And then she walked away. I was like, you're done. And then in her hand was these rags full of blood. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. If you want to be a bad guy, you can numb someone up, fuck them up. Okay. Danny Disco says he scratched his eyes, his retina a few times. Eyes felt like sandpaper on my eye. So I got LASIK to never have to deal with contacts again. LASIK's interesting. My mom got it, but she's, I know some people that got it in it. They had to get it again, or now if you have dry eyes, LASIK dries them out even more. So my mom has like really dry eyes now. So I don't know if I want LASIK, but I, but I was, I, I am going to daily contacts now. I was always too cheap for the dailies and I would get the two weeks and then you would use them for more than two weeks and I probably don't take good care of them, but the price difference is nuts. So I had to do that. I'm yeah, I'm not a part of that world, but I could imagine you wear glasses. These are blue light. Oh, they're blue light? Oh, okay. I did wear glasses in first and second grade and then grew out of it. Oh. Which I didn't know. I don't that think that works. Well, we touched on it a little bit just because the nature of when your eye stuff happened, but what was the rest of ball and play like? I was sad that I missed the Yankees. Yeah, I got a suite for everyone. Everyone chipped in. Me and Trev and Jake kind of covered it top end but uh that was cool it was a boring game but it's cool to show the cricket guys a baseball game and the differences they look i mean all over their socials they looked like they were having a blast they so without spoiling it and for those who have no idea we filmed our like blitzball battle three is coming out right now and then we filmed our first kind of real season of ball and play which is our uh warehouse game that's cricket slash baseball Six teams, 11 games, three-day shoot. Each team, so like our franchises were represented. So Team Baggage was there. Love Yous was there. Forgotten Rotten was there. Hook, Line, Sinker was there. Pinstripe Strong was there. And there's another that I'm... I didn't listen at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And then each team got a professional cricket player on their team. Because it's more like cricket than baseball the, the baseball part is the swing mechanics and having to hit it forward. That's way different for cricket guys. And the pitching mechanics of having to throw it uh, like a wind-up pitch. They don't do that either. They got really into it. The warehouse effect fully like took over for them, which was uh, it's always interesting if that's going to work or not. So they all got put on their teams. We did like the orientation. Like, hey, some of these teams have rivalries. So like now you're a rivalry week. Um, we have four players from uh, South Africa, one from India, and one from U.S. Well, Bermuda, but yeah. plays for Team U.S. That was on Team Baggage. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they loved it, and it was really interesting because I missed the middle day to see the difference in how much uh, they had opened up from right. day one to day three. I mean, my even me, the amount they opened up from Thursday night orientation to. The end yeah. of Friday was drastic. They said that. So one of them, um, Calvin uh, Savage, he he, I think it was him, s- said, "No, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was Dilla. Dilla. They were all awesome, but he said something along the lines of, uh, usually when we go play with locals, so I think how leagues usually send players uh, to go to a town and be part of like this picnic game, right? And in their heads, that's maybe what they were comparing it to. Probably. And those people like aren't that good. And it's more of the fantasy camp vibe yeah. where like these people paid to hang out or like yeah. you know, hang out with professional athletes. So when we started playing and they saw like Lou hitting the shit out of the ball. They and, thought that's what it was going to be. Or maybe, maybe. But when they saw us like playing yeah. and playing well and dive, making diving catches and trying right. hard. He said, we were like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is fun. And then some of them, too, like, we fully broke into their competitive spirit where the point where, like, 
they got really into it. And afterwards, they're like, sorry, I hope that wasn't too much. Like yelling about rules and like yeah. uh, situations. And I was like, no, that's great. I heard. As I long heard as you're okay after the fact, like be competitive on the field. Yeah. And Darren Sammy was up in the booth and he's hilarious. So people really liked the trial run of it last year. This is uh, like a finished product. Yep. I just saw some footage in the editing room. It looks good. The jerseys look good and all that. So I hope people enjoy it. Nice. But uh, the guys were awesome. And yeah, day three, the playoff games, like it was intense again. And they were into it. They didn't want to lose. They're trying. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Good. So we'll see how that comes out. It comes out in June. Cool. Blitzball Battle 3 is all of May. Yeah. Um, JB Krause, what is your favorite where moment in the warehouse at JB Krause? I, 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 I have like a deferred answer. So people have heard it a lot if they've heard it. And usually that makes me want to change it up a ton. But when Sam got the Sam chant in the floorball tournament, Sam, 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 it was kind of the first time someone got their name chanted. I think it was. Yeah. I mean, second real tournament. Because Blitzwater won. I don't know if we did like. Yeah, probably not. And, like, after the fact. Like, we want a curtain call chanting. Yeah. We, it's happened a lot lately. But, yeah, that was probably the first time I was like, whoa, that's cool. Like, yeah. it's, it gave me, like, chills a little because. Um, so, that's probably my favorite moment. We explained to the guys that there's this weird thing that happens where the rest of the world stops. And then, all of a sudden, because you're in this warehouse with no windows or, or outside life and your phone's not really on you for three days straight. If you're still playing on that third day, it's like, well, fuck this. Like, let's win. Mm-hmm. And you get so trapped into it, and then it heightens it. And then you come out of it. Like, we had a guy, uh, um, Atif, from uh, Pakistan, or, or lives in Britain, Pakistani. I don't know if he's originally from Pakistan. Sweetest, really nice guy. He's a cricket commentator and comedian. Uh, he played on We Got Ice. He he was, like, delightful would be the best word uh yeah. Go follow him on everything. He loved it. And he said to me at the end when he said, I can't believe tomorrow I'm just going to be in London doing my regular life. Yeah. And I was like, yo, you got it. Like yeah, you, yeah. you got the warehouse effect of, of, uh, you're in a different, it's like Alice in wonder, like you're in a different world. Yeah. And that feels fake. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's going to feel like a fever dream. I was like, that's cool to see, to hear you vocalize that. Cause we've all felt that right in there. That's um, funny. How you feel about uh, Blitzball Battle 3 episodes going out? I feel good overall. I mean, I think that the one thought that I had I vocalized to Sam, I'm curious if we should stop posting the post-game shows the second that the game ends. Uh, I'm curious if that's harming those videos. Oh, that's interesting. Hold on. One question from the chat. I'll try to – if people are joining live, I'm going to try to interrupt the flow and just answer but Rob Dink said he's expecting his first son in November. Any tips? And that's very exciting. Congratulations to you. I have no yours. tips. You have no tips? No tips. Um, uh, no, I, my tip would be just take care of your wife or uh, girlfriend or the mom as, as best you can. And and then uh, take care of both of them as best you can because you're going to need to. Make sure you have, be an advocate for her in the delivery room because mm-hmm. the doctors and nurses don't really care about the mom. They just care about getting the baby out. And then once the baby's out, they kind of don't care about the mom at all. They put them in like another, you go to another wing and you, if you need help, you need to like ring them. And as the, you know, husband or dad, like you have to be an advocate and go get shit because. It's a real weird feeling talking to my sisters and Katie and like other people. It's like you're this precious pregnant woman that gets catered to for a while. Mm-hmm. And then the baby's out and the hospital kind of. You just went through fucking hell. Yeah. And the baby's good. Baby's good. And it's like, well, how are you? So yeah. I'll just say, make sure you're take there for that. TCG said, uh, hey, bud, love your content. Your YouTube page really brought the love of the game back to my dad. After years of not watching the sport, appreciate you guys. Bring my closer to that's that's amazing. Those are always very very uh, touching to read. Soft spot in my heart for father son stuff, obviously. So thank you. 
Dymo, Dymo Ellie said production on Blitzball Battle 3 is great. Watching makes me want to get Blitzball. Yeah, the production is, is really good. Now, we went above and beyond on this one mm-hmm. because we wanted to prove what we can do. Um, we had a lot of time to prep. Yeah. So we did the, pro- the pregame shows, the postgame yeah. shows, um, the production. We did a five-day shoot. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen again until, until the numbers warrant it. Um, but views aside, audience aside, like I just it, like everyone that part of it should be like so incredibly proud. That, yes. Like basically uh mom and pop shop, not really mom and pop shop, but like up, like no one's a pro in this field, put that together in that space, made the warehouse look like that. And then made the action and the gameplay. Yeah. Like so proud of it. Um, yeah. I wonder about the post game. If you, my, my thought <laughs> being the, Two most watched tournaments on average, I believe, are Blitzball 1 and Floorball. And those did not have... Those are the two tournaments that we didn't post in immediate post game. So, I think that there's other factors, but that is one difference that Blitzball 2 and Blitzball 3 both have. Is the why, don't we, why don't we try it the rest of the way, just post it yeah. the next morning? I think that, that was my thought and pitch or the next 20 give it 24 hours yeah i meant to say it to you uh yesterday afternoon before three but that's i I would love to try it for at least four the pregame show is awesome uh mario said i tend to watch the post game more if i watch the live stream but if i don't watch it live sometimes i tend to get another video recommended I think I think we're trying to cater to the live crew a lot, but in reality, that's less than one percent of the people that watch it. So yeah, if, if people are like the next, the two day views are good for usually good or three day views. So, so yeah, maybe we delay it. Let's try it. All right, we'll try twenty four hours after the game. <clears throat> yeah, we could put clips of post game out on socials. Yeah, yeah, use the po- you know do whatever you want on socials. Um, my concern is that, you know, YouTube is just confused as to what to recommend to somebody if there's two videos that came out in, you know, a minute apart from one another. I agree. It makes sense. Um, it is really good shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lower another book. I think I keep slouching. I'm a big stickler. My first boss that I did hey, video work. Was Dale a, Scott. It's a big stickler for headroom. and I am a big stickler for headroom, and I don't like when there's a ton above my head in the top. Um, the pregame shows are really good and they're really good social media fodder awesome yeah there's so many clips and through lines and all that the numbers for the first game are so here's what's happening the numbers are are good there it's our fourth most viewed game in the first two days numbers wise Uh, it's also upticking right now so it looks like day three it's gonna uh, climb up do you know why why on breakdowns we didn't i don't think there's been a breakdown until yesterday since that game got released and then it got started to get put on the end card of breakdowns oh that's smart if i can kyle so the thing with uh the warehouse and for people that haven't heard this before don't know it is creating your own ip is a game changer in the industry like that you you fully own the rights to um, you can license it out to other places because there's a lot of places that want programming right now. Um, sports coverage, coveraging, covering teams, making clips, whether they're like completely fair use uh, or not, you just can't fully own it um, if you're like the breakdowns, which are fair use. So we, we, uh, we can have fun with them and all that and continue to, they're very uh, good for the company. But, you know, when you really want to start as a company making money on content multiple ways, you need to own the IP. It's hard to create original IP. Uh, it's a, like a investment and a long task. And this is our, our version of that. And, and in its infancy in one year, it's done re- incredibly well. But it needs to keep going, obviously. So like the investment team, the board, the company really like are pushing or, or really like are like push through on this. Don't feel like like, you know, failure and back off or give up or 
all that shit. Um, because the end game, if we are successful, is it's a uh, endless ceiling. But the the even then, like the board recommended, like we need to market it because the numbers are the numbers that are I'm looking at this time around is game one returning viewers made up. What I mean. Um, what would it be? What's the number here? I got to do math. I hate math. What's the two numbers? 1,340 divided by 24,000. No, divided by. It's about 50,000. Oh, well, I don't know how this works then. It says 4%. that percent. Um, that's really weird. Those num- the, their math doesn't add up here. So it says returning viewers at, oh, I see. It's just not giving me the total. So on day one out of the 20,000, it was like 2000 new viewers and 18,000 returning viewers. So we've told a lot of our audience about that knows John Boy Media and the ones that have decided they want to check it out have checked it out and stuck around. Yep. It's just a lot of people, I think it's a big hurdle to be like, what? Like a made-up league in a warehouse with personalities. I don't know if I can get into that. I'd love to change that and be like, just give it a try. But Time commitment. It's probably best for us to go find people that don't know drama media. And watch it. But watch and see if they will uh, enjoy it. Because we don't do outside marketing. The only way we market ourselves is by ourselves, put it on a breakdown, yeah. have podcast reads, have our social team. So Sweet. are you saying like spend on MLWs? Yeah. Other creator leagues, like buy the, uh, through YouTube, buy yeah. programmatic ads. So if you watch like an MLW, uh, video, uh, we buy the YouTube ad beforehand, stuff like that. So you get new audience to understand it. I, I want someone with a, a full, like professional yeah. understanding of that they kind of cost a lot of money so that's the next step i think in in one sense of of marketing it to other places well i don't think that we would buy the pre-roll i mean we can but i think you'd want to buy the because the top video underneath is always an ad like somebody oh, bought that. yeah so, so i don't know that. yeah 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 i don't but that's a step to go find um new people because someone asked me when i did my zen gaming on the jam gaming channel which is basically my, it's like my brain rest time, but I, I don't feel bad because I'm still doing some content, even though it's not, I don't think those are going to be huge winners. As long as I'm not hurting that channel, I'll do my Zen gaming sessions. As soon as I'm hurting the channel, you tell me to stop and I'll stop, Maddie, and I'll just play cricket and no one watch. But um, someone was like, well, it's pretty niche, niche, niche content. And I understand why you would, like why people would think it's niche content because it's, if you, if you don't, watch this stuff it is weird but creator leagues yeah are incredibly popular right now yeah it there's i forget the name of the, the like street league basketball one that's huge um fuck like creator boxing huh. is now like boxing. boxing uh you have golf creator golf is does bigger numbers than uh, like golfing sometimes like good, good golf. Those guys. Um, yeah. The, uh, like the sandbaggers that um, the Barstool guys do personality led creator leagues or competitions are huge. So it's not like we're cry- We're trying to create a new niche of people. It's like, so let's just go find the people that rather watch, kind of reality creator leagues versus sports leagues. All of our audience came to us because they're sports leagues fans. Yeah. But then you get some comments like, I don't even watch sports, but I watch this. Like, okay, so how do we find more of those people? Yeah. Um, Maybe we, uh, I was going to say, maybe we hope like whatever this basketball league, like take the big ones. mm -hmm. We like, do a 
six episode where we just get these people that they already their fan base is already for it like a collab katie asked a question in chat I, someone said katie asked a question in chat so now i go what app have we been watching sandlot on oh it's on stars <laughs> that's what katie's on stars and if you go log in stars choose your name katie and then if you go like three rows down there's like playlist for you and it should be in there james how he how he was hooked on moana when he was like six months seven months where it was the only thing that he would like sit and his like jaw would drop and he would just watch that's him with sandlot right now which does make sense because sandlot's a collection of short films basically so like each scene is its own adventure Mm. with like something happening like the firework scene that catches his eye or the pool scene catches his eye oh when squints is drowning have a video and the music gets kind of spooky because squints is drowning he runs and hides behind his chair and watches it and he grabs his blanket and he gets nervous <laughs> amazing yeah i spent f- thursday uh katie went to the city and had a, a girl's night and uh, spa day to get away because the weekend was hell and and she deserves that and i took off work and just watched james all day and then Friday was like a half and half. I went to the doctor and I, I kind of took off and watched him. And obviously Saturday and Sunday. So I had four days in a row. It's a lot right. of time. Usually I'm working. And I am obsessed with that kid. <laughs> He's such a riot. I mean, Katie doesn't like when I post videos of him in the bath. Even though I blurred out his tiny little wiener. She still hates it, so I'm not allowed huh. to do it anymore. That's but I don't know if you saw that that I posted on Instagram. I like, saw. He's fucking. Katie doesn't like doing bath time. It's scary. Yeah, he's jumping. He jumps up and splashes, yeah. and I I drain the water. He won't get out of the bath until the water's gone. So you have to start <sighs> draining it while he's in there, and then he'll just be sitting in an empty thing. He was still jumping. I was like, "There's no water anymore. You're just gonna hurt yourself." Yeah. So real scary. I don't know what we can do about that. I think we. I told Katie. I think we got to pivot the shower soon. Yeah. Because he's a menace. <laughs> like crazy yeah um anyway did we do we need to wrap up the blitz ball battle three no i mean i think that we hit a lot of it uh the one thing that you said on twitter was if we don't promote this the right way if i personally if i personally don't annoy people with updates i'm gonna be upset because that's what always happens i just get tired and bogged down i'm bad at social media now because i'm just like working and editing all day um but I need to spread it and promote it and all that. And I, if I can stay uh, good on my breakdown churn, which I'm doing, I did six last week. I already did three this week. I have another one edited. I just need to do the voiceover. I have a sh- little short one that I'm going to do. If I can stay good and, and be at like six a week, then I really need to push myself to sprinkle in. And I think it warrants it with the setup now. Like I'm... um. Sprinkle in Blitzball Battle 3 breakdowns onto the main channel. I don't know how many views they'll pull. But as long as I'm, as long as it's not like I post two in the week and one of them is Blitzball 3, that's bullshit for the audience. Like, you need to make sure you're doing baseball once. But I I really want to do that. And I've always been proud of what we're doing. But there's an element, even when you watch Blitzball Battle 2, we're wearing shorts and there's like a curtain for the backdrop. And there's just parts of it where people would be like, Dude, what is this? And they may still be that way, but so many more people are like, what is this? Mm. In that tone, because it looks so professional. Yeah. Every element of it looks, the, the crowd, all the cameras, the booth, the players being mic'd up, like every element of it looks so professional that I'm actually less scared of people being like, why the fuck would I watch this? And more being like, holy shit, this is like well done. Yep. Um. And then other ideas to to get new new eyes or or just like deeper is should I share the September plan? Is this still a secret show? Um, I mean nothing. It's it's real, right? I mean, what are yeah, we? Yeah, it's not. It's somewhat locked in. All right, so uh, we are going to do a micro tournament maybe just don't say where the championship is yeah micro tournament in september where it'll be thursday nights 
live on YouTube. So we every time we film these tournaments, we have the loft crew uh, live switching them and directing them as if it's live just to get the reps in and the practice. The quality will drop a little bit, but we're going to go live on YouTube so people can watch in live time. Uh, and then, because there's no post edit there, the championship, there'll be five teams, four teams will make the championship. And those will take place on a weekend, a Saturday and Sunday, semifinals on Saturday, championship on Sunday. That will be at a, uh, you can buy tickets and come. It'll be at a different arena, yeah. a, a fun one, where you can buy tickets and come. And it's the last weekend of baseball. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do like, okay, come. Uh, there's going to be a live talking Yanks show. And there's going to be the two semifinal games of Blitzball going on in the main arena. And then the Yankees game starts at 7, and Jake and I are just going to hang out. We're not filming or recording, but let's all watch the game together. And then Sunday, there might be a Giants game on, so we can do a Talking Giants event and get their audience there and then take in the championship game. Mm-hmm. So that's that's I'm excited about that. One, going live on YouTube because it's less burden on the editors. If we can do that and, and we, we're, we're okay with it, it's it's – that we can do it more. Yeah. It's no post edit. Uh, and then the cool part is since we're live the four Thursdays before every live on YouTube is like, Hey, if you want to go to the championship, tickets are available right now. I think for the people that are in the live chat, they're going to have a discount code that is only active during the live stream. Yeah, that's smart. So it'll be pinned as the top comment in the live chat. You know, discount code is, uh, baggage whatever it is and then on the back end of the store we'll just turn it off as soon as it's gone so the people that are joining live a- and available to come and want to come will get nice. hooked up. yeah i'm excited about that plan i also think the training sessions are a great way to find new audience yeah though i mean this also leads into our next point i wanted to tie a bow on the warehouse and get your thoughts on the next nine weeks we have training sessions every thursday and a bulk of that's going to be with hit tracks yeah we're starting tomorrow i'm actually going tomorrow to the warehouse to film i think a bunting competition yeah with ice and then we have hit tracks hit tracks came and set it up in the warehouse so if you don't know what hit tracks is it tells you the exit velo launch angle projected distance and then it has the stadiums so you can put it in in Yankee Stadium or, or Fenway or whatever. You guys get it. And they would say that would be a home run at Fenway in like the distance. So, I mean, really fun, really awesome that Hitchcocks came and set that up for us. And uh, we couldn't use it when they set it up because we were filming all the ball and play stuff. We're not going to be able to have it during games because it needs to be right in the way. Like right, like in the left-hand batter's box. So you can really only do training sessions with it. But yeah, we're going to do like uh, hardest exit velo competitions. We're going to do home run derbies at the stadium off of a pitching machine, off of endless, like endless ideas. Because you could even go me and, you know, uh, me versus Zoe, one inning game in course. Yeah. And instead of playing the ground rules of the warehouse, you're playing the ground rules of uh, baseball where they say like that would be a ground out. That would be a hit in the gap. So those videos should do really well. And and we and we should be able to have fun and put our spin on it and our personalities. Yeah. Cuz I want to look at some of those training sessions we did. What was the biggest one? The curveball one? Mm, views wise, yeah. So if I look at the analytics for that and we go to audience um Yeah, so that got 10,000 no, no, no. They don't have like the, uh, they don't give you the final number of this. It's they like just a give chart. you, they just give you the chart per day. Yeah. And then you would have to add it all up. And that's bothering me. Uh, in the last 90 days, we got 5,500 new viewers for that video. I wonder if they'll give me since published or they'll say data not available, data not available. Last 365 days, data not available. Some data on YouTube, you only get 90. But so those have been better for that. Yeah. Because they're more like you don't need to know the lore or the storylines. It's just like, can we do this funk, funky task? Yep. So we're filming a lot of those. Because 
we have some more tournaments coming up. We have floorball in August. We have this uh, Blitzball Blitz is what we're calling it in September. And then in between the cracks every week, there will be a training video. So it'll be Blitzball Battle 3 all through May. First week of June is championship, I think. And then two ball and play league training videos to kind of change people's brain and let them know that's happening. And then it'll be a bunch of training sessions until we get to the next tournament or whatever happens. Yep. The other idea I have, if like, if that's what we're investing in and that's like what we want to keep growing is in cricket, they have um, tours where like right now, New Zealand and Pakistan are, I don't know where they are. I think they're in Pakistan. It'd be like New Zealand tour of Pakistan and it'll be New Zealand versus Pakistan, and they'll play two T20 matches, which are the three-hour ones. They'll play three one-day uh, ODI, which is the full day, and then they'll play, like, three tests, which are the five-day. We could do that and be like, it's this is just a micro-series of baggage versus we got ice. Yeah. Maybe in a different format, maybe a best of three. I don't know, but we could mess with some of those, especially if we're just going to cut it live and then no post edit to fill time in between. Or someone suggested doing finished baseball. And I, I did a breakdown on finished baseball. You remember that? A while ago. I wonder if I play, I'm going to play the part where I explain the rules. Maybe you can, you want me to snag it? If you want to put it in the final. Sure. Because I just want to see the rules right now. And for people watching Instagram Live, I'll let you know. Finish baseball. I did a breakdown on it. It's wild. It's like soft toss, I believe. The catcher kind of like tosses it up and you hit it. But if we did a micro series or a micro tournament of that, the way we did the first ball and play, but like yeah. with no announcers and just like, does this work? Uh, okay, ready? What? My computer has just been... Like playing the sound, the output, in the wrong spot, oddly. It is up, and the screw they say, let's backtrack a little and look and talk about what the fuck we're talking about. This is finished baseball. Basically, they said a guy in 1907 visited America, watched a baseball game, came back to Finland, and was like, guys, I heard about this new sport. Check it out. Drew out the map. You got first base to second base, third base, back home. You got the uh, we could right do that here. The left shortstop's here. Uh, if you catch the ball on a fly, it's not an out. You have to actually throw it to the base. And uh, we got back here the right fielder and then the left fielder. So, dude came back from America, drew up this sport. They played one game. He was like, ah, I think I got some stuff wrong. Like, we like? <laughs> it's such a big outfield, but well, we'd have to. But like th- the running is basically. First base is third is where third base is. Or in the warehouse where the foul pole is. Or yeah. maybe a little before the foul pole. Maybe you have to make it shorter because you need an outfield. Right. And then second base would be where first base is. So sec- if second base is the foul pole, the right side foul pole in the warehouse, first base is halfway to the left. So you hit it, you run halfway to the left, to get to second, you run across the whole warehouse in front of where the pitcher should be, but there's no pitcher. They just soft toss it to the right. And then third would be the other foul ball. Hmm. That's weird. And then home is back from the foul pole back to home. We could definitely try it. Yeah, we could try. Might um, get a little dangerous. Yeah. It might. They wear helmets. There's so many fielders. Mm. You, if you catch it on the fly, it doesn't matter. That's funny. It's kind of funny because then you can only get people out by throwing it to the base. Running must be mandatory. We could definitely try that at one point. Yeah. And just do like a baggage versus we got ice, low lift, three game set. We're going to see how this plays. Um, anyway. All right. What's some other topics we can get off? Well, the next, now that we tied up the warehouse, one thing I wanted to hit on because it's a little more topical, you and Jake 
had to talk to Boone after the skid. Was yeah. that like awkward? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Mm. So I want to ask Boone questions and have conversations. And then I think, so it's not the most recent episode. It's the one before when like they're, they had played a real bad game the night before, like real bad game. And you're pissed about it. Um, and you're like, well, they used to be on the radio show where they would ask harder questions and people like want them, people want blood and our fan base wants us to be tough. And, uh, I think we tried to, the whole conversation kind of was like, every question was of the tone of like, what's going on? What about this? This isn't working. This stinks. And, uh, Boone answered him. I think, you know, he pushed back like at one point he was like, I don't get the question or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, I remember that. That was awkward. Um, I just don't think, I think I have to block out the comments entirely about the Boone interviews. Uh, my dad actually called me yesterday with a kind of like an idea or uh, construct constructive criticism or just like a concept or something, which I really agreed with him. He says that he always hears me talking about content and how I say do segments. So the audience knows this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And, and then the audience kind of knows this is this is their, where they're going to actually talk about something serious. Oh, this is going to they're going to be silly. He's like, do that within the 20 minutes with Boone. And I texted the talking Yank Shen and presented that to them. I really like it because then it's like, all right, Boone, time for the tough love segment. What the fuck was this? And he knows that we're going to ask a question every app that's a little around that or have a conversation a little around like, like Clay can't be the closer closer. Like he's just you're treating him like he's. Chapman, he's not, or Moe's not. Like, and that's the tough love segment. And then always have a segment at the end, like, all right, time for trivia. How well do you know your guys? Which current Yankee in 2023 has the most hits on a 1-1 count? And then just let his brain go there. And then even if there's, like, a personal section on, on lighter episodes, like, about the road trip, like, who do you eat with? Do you ever eat with the guys? Is it coaches only? Uh, behind the scenes stuff. And I thought that was good advice from my dad. Cause I think we're trying to like, there's like a weight to it of this is what the radio would be doing. WFN or ESPN. They'd be asking about the topical stuff and like the quick hitters, but he would kind of be giving nothing answers. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, we're taking him away from those. So we should ask those questions, but it kind of leads to like not having conversations. Like we didn't have conversations on that episode when it was really bad. And that was kind of not fun. Yeah. And, and then even trying, trying to get better at phrasing questions. Like Jake was good. It was Jake's question. He thought of it on a Severino question. He gave us good insight that like then Meredith uh, used on the pregame show where he was like, well, the first game we want him to throw 55 to 60 pitches, then get him to 65. Then in the third game, he would be getting to 75, but maybe we just bring him like, that's really, that's different than we'll see how he's feeling. And he's and like play it by ear, like, which yep. I think is what he would give in the scrum. So I think he gave us a little more there. And then yesterday's episode or two days ago, I did the, let's end it with a fun segment. Like we played Boone, Boone or Boone. Mm -hmm. And he was like, ah, like finally you guys are doing something creative. I think he came to us, and again, he came to us uh, wanting to do it with us, to be a little more personality-based, a little more creative and not just like the, what the fuck was this decision, what's that decision? So we got to find a better way to, I don't know. Yeah, like the first two or three episodes I walked away, I was like, that was awesome. Like He gave us insight. We asked... Uh, questions. I told him I disagreed with some stuff. Yeah, it was, it was I like there was like pushback or disagreements, but it was really like in a conversational way. And then that episode was much more like it felt like we were on the beat trying to write a negative article and yeah. fishing for quotes. And I was like, nah, I didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, it also is dependent on how they play as well. I mean, you guys felt like you had to. I mean, it was so bad. There were just so many dumb mistakes in that game. And then and then yesterday's like. What's he doing? He he didn't build the roster. Like he he yeah. he has these guys, um, and then and then so we were like the tough questions are for Cashman right now, but then that night he goes and makes the uh, Clay decision, which I think is a bad decision. But uh, so that would be one where I'd ask him about it. But I I did really like my dad's advice. I texted it, um, 
BBD liked it. I think Jake and I, we got to talk more about it. Because you just, when you make segment names, you just take, like, you have the segment names on one side. So if we're talking Yanks, you have um, MFR, a Pride MFR Awards. And what you're doing is you're taking, you're on the left side, you're writing, what conversations do we, do we need to be had right now? Like, what are bullet points that we need to hit? And then, then you're taking those and then you're putting them into, oh, this will fit. Like even Weekly Dumb, it's like, oh, well, let's move that to almost a breakdown because we need to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, let's make that not sports because we just, you just put them in their category. But yeah. what it does is it helps the audience have chapters. Like imagine yeah. opening a book and there's no chapters. You're just like, fuck. Like I, yeah. I need like mental like resets of my mind of like, oh, okay, that conversation's over. They're going to the next one. Yep. So I think, and I think Boone would like it too because it allows us to shoehorn in a tough love segment every time. Yep. All right, tough love. This is this is our one gripe. Or maybe we make it like, you know, our one gripe every time. And then he knows it. Yeah. I think it's a much easier way to do that. Yep. And then my dad also said, like, you know, when you ask about Clay Holmes, say something like, um, so you regret it? And be more f- friendly, conversational, like banter, than just like how the beat would ask it. It was good. I think I was very much searching for those thoughts. And then my dad called. He was like, do you mind? I was like, no. And then he, he kind of, I was like, yep. Like I, this is, I needed to figure out a way to structure it. Cause the last two I didn't, I didn't love. Yep. Well, that makes sense. Uh, we're at 50 ish minutes. Okay. You want to do rapid fire rest of them? Well, we could either go rapid fire or we could look at top videos of the month. Let's look at top videos of the month and give people love. So love. let me bring up the slacks. I also think you can, this can be a short form stuff. Um, where's my report, report, report. Do, 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 do. We have each show's top episode for March. We have the Q1 report. Yep. Or the monthly report for March. March, the month, Q1 on the whole. Those are the probably the other one. doesn't matter. Yeah, I would do. Let's just do Q1 and get the whole shebang. Q1 top radio. Radio, I just read the chat. Q1, uh, and Q1 is our lowest month of the year always. Uh but Q1 top podcast episode of the month was our favorite picks for the MLB season. It's good. Talking baseball had talking baseball is going crazy right now. I'm back on it today. I had to miss last week cause I was uh, at the doctor. Um, I'm not on the Monday, Friday right now. Jake and Trevor are doing a great job and Dalton's doing a great job with notes. Uh, we're doing all JM team in 20 minutes or so. So I'm excited about that, but the PPPs for or TPPs for talking baseball crazy, but uh, I mean people don't. The podcast numbers plus the YouTube numbers, talking baseball is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easily the number one baseball show because we're always top of the chart, regardless without the YouTube. Regardless without the YouTube, and no of the other shows have a, that big of a YouTube for the baseball world. All right, video only content report. Top five viewed episodes for Q1. Number one, and this excludes breakdowns. Number one, uh, Jolly Olive reliving the dominance of Tim Lincecum. Yeah, I mean, that on Facebook was crazy too. I think those are counted in here. Yeah. It, is, uh, is that at a million yet? It would be his first video to break a million, right? Yeah, I don't. Are we counting Facebook? No. Well, let me actually. I don't know if diverse is counting Facebook in these. It ha- I, I think it's both. Like, both are nearing five hundred. Oh, he's not counting Facebook, so it's just YouTube views. He's nearing a million on YouTube with that. Eight hundred and forty-eight thousand. Wow. We should give that a push places and get it to a million. That'd be an awesome win for Jolly to have his first video reach a million. Yeah. I'll put it at the back of a breakdown or something. I did that with a week at ice and then I asked to see their like analytics to see if it yeah. have a bump in it. It does. That's yeah. why people pay money to sponsor the breakdowns because our audience is awesome. Yep. Uh, number two, we invented a new wiffle ball game. We got ice. So shout out to Jolly and we got ice number one and two. Jolly has number three, how MLB stole an MVP from A-Rod and Griffey. 
Uh, Weekly Dumb has number four. And Things You Missed has number five. Nice. Nice. Um, what else data do we have? So in March, in March, I believe, highest videos in March is a lot of Weekly Dumb and Things You Missed. They kind of started hitting their stride a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Top video only YouTube video is, uh, so there's no podcast component. Weekly Dumb, pitchers are getting too creative with the pitch clock. Things you missed, XFL's forward pass rule and three hole-in-ones. Weekly dumb, pitch clock would be good for baseball. Things you missed, unfortunate hit by pitch and whacking a hit in golf ball. That's interesting because that things you missed, the unfortunate hit by pitch and whacking a hit in golf ball. I was like, hey, yeah, that was good. I didn't like think. Kyle Condor, head of socials, got it and was like, this episode's awesome. Mm. Maybe he promoted it more. Maybe I got to tap into Kyle's what he likes more. I'll tell you what he likes on things you missed is the big four sports, or really, I think the big. He three likes sports. alternate baseball. So if it's like college or KBO or something like that, alternate and XFL, alternate football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, the numbers aren't great on the things you missed from this past week, the most recent one, but I really enjoyed making it in the segments that we did, and like some of them were really quick hitters, but. Things You Missed is interesting because it's also like it's made for social media clips and the clip of the girl from Pitt doing the the cool slide mm-hmm. went crazy on social. So like even if the full episode isn't doing amazing, which it's not, I hate the number that it's at right now, which would be higher than that. Also, it's over eight minutes. Fuck, that's my bad. Mm. Eight minutes and six seconds. Oh. That's how fickle the algorithm is. And I, my lazy piece of shit, I like cut it out, cut it up so much and I was like, that's good, but the algorithm is fucking fickle. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to be under eight minutes. There's a huge difference. Yep. A huge difference in how many impressions uh, we get from YouTube. Yeah, damn. Fuck. I'm mad. Mad. All right, you want a rapid fire? Yeah. Bummed out now. I'm going to go look at the impressions from one of them recently that's been under. That's been under uh, eight minutes. Because I know it. I tell Andrew and I tell everyone, like, hey, we just have to be like 7.59 or less because the algorithm is pretty fickle. Mm -hmm. And then didn't do it. No. And I was trying to. I cut a whole segment out. And then I trimmed all the segments so they don't have intros, which I kind of like. So there's no like, all right, let's go back to the NLL now where we have the blah, blah, and the blah, blah playing. I said that, and then in post, I just cut it, and it starts off and it, and it starts off mid-sense. Like, this is a really cool goal. Here we go. And I was like, oh, I like that better, just like coming in flow. Yep. Whoa. This cricket one, Rinku hits five straight sixes, is at 462,000 views. Nice. It's cool to get a cricket one like that because, let me, I'm going to check the new audience number. Views there. Oh, that's cool. All right. What rapid fire? Sure. Or am I too distracted? I just got bummed out by. Well, how many new viewers does the cricket one get? Um, let me see. The cricket one. New viewers. 287,000 new viewers. So even if the Crazy. numbers are low on the cricket videos, like the v- compared to the MLB ones, and and if I post six breakdowns, or, um, five have to be either like MLB baseball or an ejection or something that is like warrants. It's not just recapping a moment. It's like, you know, like when I did the NCAA women's basketball where mm. they're shit talking, like, I don't count that. that. That is a main one because yeah. I know, and it's our top video uh, and the highest earner of the month. So these like secondary ones, the cricket ones, or if I do blitz ball, even if the numbers aren't great, the public views, there needs to be underlying wins in the metrics. And that is awesome. 287,000 people that never clicked the channel before click the channel and 90. Oh, and then it'll tell you how many returned. That's awesome. Okay. Now I'm happier. Happy, okay, into rapid fire. Here we go. Ted Lasso. 
The, the most recent episode, well, there's one that comes out today, but the most recent episode before this one, or the last two, the Amsterdam episode was good. You watched Ted Lasso? Yeah. The most recent one with all dad stuff, Sam's dad made me cry when he, you think his dad's going to be upset with him. Instead, his dad's like the biggest comfort. He just turns and runs and hugs his dad. Yeah. And seeing Ted and, and Jamie, who all have dad problems and issues, like look at that. And to have a father figure like that in the show was awesome, as well as um, the Jamie and the total football stuff and... Uh, the end got me when they're all fixing the restaurant. Yeah, Ugh. it was it was the first episode that really made me feel like season one. Yeah, so I'm in, I'm excited for Ted Lasso. You had a meeting yesterday about a finance person. Do you care to share more about that? Or it's not just it's a point? it's an employee position we've been trying to fill forever is someone that can help with budgets and forecasting and, and all this. Uh, been interviewing for, I don't know, a couple months, three, three four months. It's um, the, the, the programmatic and creator and industry that we're in and, like, we're in and, like, Barstool's in, maybe Complex, maybe The Ringer. There's very few in this, like, it's not just media industry. It's... It's with the merch component and the original IP and the licensing and it's very niche. It's very hard to find someone who has experience in there. Also at a, at a, like a, a junior, not a high level, like, like we still want to uh, have the startup mentality when we hire people that you, Oh no, you're going to come in and you're going to grind and you're going to do every position and it, you're going to be the team for a while. Cause first we were hiring people that, uh, they're so senior that the first thing they would do, they would come and they would hire three people to help them do it. And we're like, oh no, like that, we want doers. Yeah. Um, we're at a good place now, like coming down to the end where we have a, a couple candidates that we really, really like and have good resumes and great interviews. So well, Courtney is, is handling most of that. I, I'm, I'm trying to get out of the, the business as much as I can. Just lend to my thoughts here and there. Yeah. But yeah, it's hopefully that happens soon. Yeah, and I mean, that goes across all hires, really. Uh, we want just people that are ready to do anything that is needed. Yep. Um, your office layout, I don't think I can call it your office anymore. Yeah, so so I started to feel guilty. My brother actually made me feel really guilty. He probably doesn't know this. Uh, sometimes someone says something to you and it just like hurts oh, or yeah. sticks I, and you don't know it. Yeah, I I forget what it was, but... There's something that I said to Mitch like the first week he was here and I don't I don't even remember now but like 6 months later he said it I was like oh you care about that like that was yeah like don't worry about that that was like a joke Yeah cuz I always say like the office is like dead when there's no like background music on Yeah and uh like kind of playful but yeah like when I walk through and it's just kind of like oh man guys you don't want any music or anything and Luke said uh well yeah you you tell them to put music on out here and then you go to your office where it's quiet. And I was just like a gut punch of like, Oh fuck. And then on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, it's somewhat crowded for space sometimes. And, um, I don't come to the office Thursday, Friday. I'm in other rooms a lot. And, uh, and then I took my laptop and I edited out in the main office next to someone. And someone said something like, Oh, I edited out here. Huh? And I was like, Oh, like what? Uh, so I said, I don't want my office anymore. Just that I'd feel gross. Uh, so we, my desk is still in there, but we lined all the walls with desks. So now it's just a, a quiet space for people to work. And I'm going to depersonalize my desk and bring like all this stuff home. So I can use it in the morning. It'll be there for me when I would need it. But then during the day and days I'm not here, anyone can use it. So it's more going to be just a quiet office space for anyone to pop in. Kev was using it yesterday, which I liked. I don't want people to feel awkward about it. But yeah. And Luke doesn't know that when he said that, my reaction. Yeah. But I was, I was just, uh, right. I don't want that. That is funny. It's my, it's like from my dad. My dad would get a new job and, uh, I remember he got a new job and, uh, he, he was CEO. And the first thing he did was, um, remove the uh reserved parking for directors like he had it was like a ceo spot and like a director spot and that was the first thing he did and i remember going there and he was like why he's like because who fuck he's like because that's not you get here first you get the best spot yeah 
who cares? Yeah. So that's like how it felt. I was like, oh, that's, I don't need that corner office when everyone else is crammed. Crammed, yeah. Yeah, I think to make that effective, we should probably tell everybody. We will. It's not like finished yet. No, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the layout is really cool in there, to be honest. Yeah, it makes more sense. It's more spacious and, and better. And my back is turned to the door now, too, which is better because is my was, eyes were facing the office and people would walk by and catch my eye. Yeah. And then I would kind of take me out of like whatever zone I was in. So now you got to really come in and bother me. Yeah. You can't just do like a it's extra level. Yeah. You can't do like a, Hey, and are you free? Are you not free? Yeah. And then I got to say no. Yeah. Uh, the last thing that was on here was, uh, jam gaming. How we're just doing more streaming now. And this might even be less for you to touch on, but overall the thought is, that's what increases subscribers to this point. So let's hammer home on that. A, because of the subscriber increase, but B, also just because now we alleviate the need for editors to go and spend extra time chopping something up um, while there's not a huge return anyway. Um, and, and it's community building more. Like the people that are in there, you, yeah. you talk with the chat and... and uh, and you tweet out like we're live, which then gives you a chance. So like, even if I do like the Zen gaming, I'm still tweeting it out, which is good promo for the channel and saying yeah. like, I'll answer any question. Um, lower lift on the edit for sure. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to test it and build it. Like lives help build channels. But yeah, that's, that's mostly your, your captaining the ship on, on strategies of all those. Yep. So like I said, the moment that strategy changes and you tell me not to do it anymore, I'll stop. Yeah. I th I've, what I've said is once that channel makes it to 10,000 subscribers, let's reevaluate and see what actually works and what doesn't. The, the, the caveat, the big caveat here is anytime there's a guest that does gaming as Waldo, yeah. that goes as a nice video, but yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing we can talk about next week is yes. And the two different situations with guests and what we're trying to like have happen more. Maybe I'll publicly invite some people, clip it out, call them out. Call, say, Hey, we want you in here. Uh, yeah. Someone in the chat's asking about when's talking Yanks. It's the last game of the series and the game is at seven. So talking Yanks will probably be at 10 o'clock tonight. So I'll, I'll be home for that after dinner and all that. Hopefully not too tired. Maybe I'll have like a four o'clock Celsius then. Mm. Um, but I gotta get up really early to do warehouse stuff. Maybe I have like a, one o'clock Celsius. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's it. I got to run talking baseball. We're recording in four minutes. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. If you're still watching at this point, subscribe to the channel, uh, leave a comment. You can join. I'm going to go on my Instagram live. I'm there now. That's where I was taking questions from since it's not amp anymore, or you can leave questions in the comments. We're going to try to sprinkle in guests. Those won't be on Instagram live. They'll just be in like shoehorned in. Uh, so leave uh, yeah, I guess leave any request you want. We're totally open. Some episodes are fully behind the scenes like this. Others are going to be one focused topic or with guests or more pop culture, less whatever. Just leave a comment and let us know what you would rather hear or want to hear or questions you have because that'll help us. Uh, we can do a segment too at the end, just like question of. Yeah. I like when shows do that. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye.